Bam 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 Lovers. Wow. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast <laughs> to make life suck less. I'm so glad I have Lisa laughing. By the way, we're recording. It's about 9.15 in the morning, and so I'm already here with deep, it. sultry voices. Yes. Yeah, so this is the podcast where we rate and review. Uh, I always say rate and review. We read and review. We, po- oh, we rate it. We rate it as well, but I think the important thing to hit here is we read it. <laughs> we do. And we sure or listen to it. Or listen to it, which I count as reading. Thank God. Otherwise, I've read like a book this year. <laughs> So we uh, amalgamate and summarize Ooh, the thank you yes. the main points of the book so that we can inculcate you with them. Whoa. You're welcome. You like <laughs> words. <laughs> I like doing, doing words. words. Um, so the point is, you can go about your busy life while still getting the perspective altering self help advice that you've been spending all of your money to try to get. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. So if you love what you hear, go buy the book. Support the author. If you hate what you hear. We saved you time and money. Yeah. You're also welcome. because we can't cover everything in an hour. Yeah. And also maybe you haven't been asking for that self-help advice, but maybe people have been dropping hints like buying you books. Or like keying it into the hood of your car. Why not? You know, just it ranges. <laughs> it's a range. Secret. On the secret, hood of your car. Secret. Mm-hmm. secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, sitting across from me is the wonderful Lisa Linky. Oh, thank you. And who are you? I'm Misty Stinnett. That's right. Here we are. It takes a village. That's how I feel. And Lisa does not love self-help. I do love self-help. Yeah. Let's do this. Great. So I am bringing you a New York Times bestseller and a number one national bestseller this week. And it is not something that you would expect from me, which is why I'm very excited to bring (laughs) you. you. Your whole face is lit up in a way I haven't seen in a long time. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, germs and gems. All genders. I bring you Next Level Basic, the Definitive Basic Bitch Handbook by (laughs) Stassi Schroeder. (laughs) I've never heard of this. I had no idea it was a New York Times bestseller. I'm going to show you the cover, um, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. If you don't know already, some of you are squealing with delight. Can you describe the cover for me? Oh, my God. I did read this on my Kindle. Okay, so it is the same aquamarine uh, turquoise color as our logo, the background. I already love it. It says Next Level Basic written in like, it looks like somebody wrote it with Sharpie sort of, but in like like a a cool girl, bitchy way. And then there's a woman and like a beige gown with <laughs> with tons of pearl 3, necklaces on. statement pieces. She's got blonde hair. She looks like a trophy wife. It's perfectly coiffed. She's drinking a green smoothie with a red manicure. And she looks like she's on her way to some sort of gala. And her eyes are the color of the background. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for her. Wow. Okay. So yeah, she's beautiful sure and she touched. gets to have a self-help book. Yeah. Okay. So that's Next Level Basic. Um, it's 240 pages. Kindle is $12.99. Hardcover is $13.50. Real upsell there. Um, paperback <laughs> is $16. They really want to push you into What's the electronic. Happening? Yeah. Um, and Audible is $17, narrated by the author. Did you listen to an audible sample by any chance? No. I want to know what her voice is like. Mm -mm. Um, From Wiki, (laughs) here's a little bit about the author from Wiki, because what's in the book is not very descriptive. Thin at best. Natasia Bianca Schroeder, born June 24, 1988, is an American television personality, podcast host, fashion blogger, model, 
and author. Same. She is best known for her role in the reality <laughs> television series Vanderpump Rules. Oh, no. Oh, when no. she was 11, Schroeder began taking theater classes at her local high school, Mount Caramel Academy. She was the president of the drama club during her senior year of high school and was voted most talented by her senior class in 2006. <laughs> when she turned 18, she moved to Hollywood and attended Loyola Marymount University, where she earned a bachelor's degree in English writing. Which surprised me that, the most. I'm already out surprised, of and I don't watch Vanderpump Rules. Well, wait till you hear the book and how okay. she reads. I have okay. some selected pieces. <laughs> Lisa's whole face dropped. In 2005, <laughs> Schroeder appeared as a contestant on the reality show, game show The Amazing Race alongside her father Mark, her stepmother Shar, and her brother Hunter. In 2010, she started working at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant Sir and v- Villa Blanca, mm-hmm, Via Blanca, sure. however, which earned her a spot on the reality's television series Vanderpump. Rules. So this, she was on two popular reality series. Uh-huh. This series follows Vanderpump's employees as they work on building their futures and become entangled in interpersonal drama, which is the most benign way to describe that show I've ever heard. Is it? What's it actually like? It's them getting drunk at work and crying. Oh, then, and fighting. <laughs> that's no. That's the that's the working title. Is like beautiful people getting drunk at work and crying and fighting. Thank you. Um, the series follows. Oh, I said that. It is a spinoff from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Also starring Vanderpump, which is its yeah. etymology, yeah. its origin story. In 2016, <laughs> she portrayed Koenig in the television sh- film Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens. Thank you. The Fourth Awake. I God bless those writers. So in the book, um, it's actually organized quite well. There are four sections. Section one. Basic. I AF. feel like this is a microaggression against her. It's actually organized quite well. Well, for I'm saying in general for most self help books. Oh, also because oh. I'm reading three at a time right now. I'm putting picking up and putting down. So I finished this one. I have two more oh, going that on. That strategy brain is really showing up for you. It has, and so this one compared to another one, an an all time bestseller is organized amazingly well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, section one. Basic AF, section two, committed AF, section three, hot AF. Hey, and, real quick for mm-hmm. those listening who they, if you don't know what AF stands for, it means as fuck. Yeah. And also we cuss. So it's like basic as fuck. Yeah. Um, section four, eat, drink, and be enlightened AF. Cool. So, um, and then within each uh, section are four or five chapters, and I'll tell you the chapter titles as we go through. Okay. Um, and with it, so each chapter is set up with like, it reads, and then sometimes there's exercises or challenges, and then sometimes there's, like, little extra things where she does, like, little sidebars. They're grayed out, and she explains certain things that are basic about her. And then there's a next-level basic takeaway at the end of every chapter, which is a summary. Okay. Which is so it's really well organized. Okay. So, um, as I sit here, still not understanding. Thank you. What is uh, what what she's going to explain to us about being basic? My gut instinct, you know, we always ask, why should we listen to these people? Yeah. Why should we listen? Why should we take advice? But the truth is, she seems like she's lived a basic bitch life. Yeah. And she's got the experience to tell us how to be how to be basic, why to be basic, and who now, to be basic at. I am thinking about my mother right now who is who would say to me, Lisa, what is basic? Oh yes. Please. So I'm gonna read from the urban Enlighten dictionary. Enlighten us AF. Basic. Only this is from Urban Dictionary. Thank you. Only interested in things mainstream, popular, and trending. 
an example, OMG, Bay is so basic. All she wants to do is drink pumpkin spice lattes and play Candy Crush. Yeah, and wear Uggs. Uh-huh. Here's another definition. Used to describe someone devoid of defining characteristics that might make a person interesting, extraordinary, or just simply worth devoting time and attention okay, to. Okay, that one threw so much shade. Lacking intelligence and unable to socialize on even an elementary level. Wow. Annoyingly frustrating because of the above. Oh, her? Don't even worry about her, girl. She's so basic. Those are wow. the examples there. Okay, great. So um, I'm going to get into... Oh, I just have to yeah. say... What, what's your thoughts so far? Her team is incredible. Oh, yeah. Because they're going like, well, how can we make this work? How can we use this platform? She's got a following. She's... Be- you know what? Just lean into the basic. She really it's does lean into her basicness. And I have to say, that's one of the qualities of the book. Okay. And you'll see. Okay. She's taken something that is not interesting and made it interesting. I'm also going to say that this is a wonderful example of knowing yourself and embracing yourself. That's And that's the message of the book. And Thank this you. has been Go Help Yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, here's from the introduction. <laughs> First, let me say, despite what you might think if, uh, if you've seen me on Vanderpump Rules, I am not an authority on life whatsoever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I am a premier authority on being basic AF. I'm opinionated and judgy, which is one of my main skills. And if they give out Academy Awards for judginess, I would definitely need a trophy is room. Is that a skill? Mm-hmm. Ju- so, okay. Mm-hmm. So I have some pretty strong opinion about what's important in life. Ranch dressing, ghost tours, cocktails, hangover patches, hot dogs, actual actual dogs, the perfect pair of lubes, that's Louboutin, Game of Thrones, and Ouija boards, to name a few things. Okay, A, I would never have thought that Louboutins were shortened to lubes. And also, she started with ranch dressing, and I really appreciate that. I say, so honestly, she owns up to the fact that she's like a basic bitch, and you can't fault her for that. So like, she owns her basicness from page one. And she says that this book is, quote, for people who want to let their basicness shine. Okay. Mm-hmm. She says, all humans have basic tendencies, and I am the living embodiment of a human who embraces her inner basic bitch with pride. Okay? So the premise of this book, she says, in this book, I'm not going to share deep life lessons about finding myself during an expensive ayahuasca ceremony in the Amazon or feel-good stories that make it seem like I have it all figured out. This is me getting real, raw, and taking my basicness, and hopefully yours, to the next level. Because embracing those tendencies can give you the confidence to speak up and do things you might never attempt if you were hiding your truest, most basic self. Okay. Reading this book will be like catching up with your honest and, yes, slightly bitchy friend. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it I don't hate it. (laughs) I said, so what I don't mind is that she's saying by being your most basic self, you'll gain confidence. And then Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, shit, is this where I get my confidence? Because I am basic AF. Um, By being yourself and embracing yourself and not trying to be anyone else, you can meet new people and feel comfortable and not worry about what saying the right thing is because there's no right thing to say. Totally. But I would also argue that although you have some basic preferences, sure. you're extraordinary. Thank you. Um, she's also extraordinary in her very own way. We're Great. all extraordinary. Great. Right. We are. Thanks. Um, except she says when it comes to not charging your cell phone, she says people who let their charge run out are the worst and deserve to be tortured with nipple clamps. Is that torture? No, Nobody else thinks it sounds like fun? Cool. Okay. Um, nipple clamps aside, her theory sounds good, <laughs> um, which is that embracing your basicness can actually make you a happier person for one simple reason, because it's fun. It's so much more fulfilling to bond with people over your shared love of, say, overplayed pop songs or astrology than it is to sit in a corner and act like a hater. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's but the, I, I also think that's a false dichotomy, but yeah. Yes. Um, so that's the essence of next level basic mentality. Stop being a hater. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. So section one. Break out the ranch dressing. Thank you. Chapter one. Uh, basic AF, section one. Thank Chapter you. one. Find your voice. Okay. Okay. So we all have basic tendencies, but admitting these like a boss bitch is the key. Um, she says that in order to be a next level basic bitch, first you have to be a boss bitch. Okay. Okay. So she says, why is it considered a douchey thing to say that you're special? Do you think that Beyonce is ashamed of being special? Exactly. We should all feel freaking special, (laughs) even if we're not dancing and singing on a giant stage in six-inch stiletto thigh-high boots as pillars of fire shoot up all around us and millions of people watch our every move. That's how I designed my bedroom, by the way. Thank you. She says, you're special, so don't apologize for it. Embrace it. A long time ago, I realized that strong, opinionated, comfortable in their own skin, boss queens, B-A-W-S-E, boss queens are often labeled bitches. And you know what? I'm totes okay with that. If knowing what I want makes me a bitch, then so be it. Okay, I like her. (laughs) I like her already. I think because she's authentic. Yeah. She's not trying to put on airs. She just is who she is. And I think that's a fabrication, uh, not a fabrication, but a, a result of her being on reality shows. Sure. Right? Like, yeah. You can't hide. Well, not only can you not hide, whatever traits you have are heightened Yeah, because the producers will cut out any extraneous thing and distill it down to its most potent version. My friend knows that. Um, She talks about the first time she was a boss bitch. Um, So when she was in high school, she came out to L.A. Her dad flew her out because she wanted to be an actor. So he Mm -hmm. knew a guy um, uh, who was an acting coach of somebody famous. She keeps saying not this famous actor, but whatever. So she said like she alludes like, it's, it wasn't it's this not, person, but it was. It's not Matt Damon, but right. it might be a close like friend an older of guy. His. Right, exactly. Okay. So she watched the class, and then the uh, the teacher and one of the people in the class took her out to lunch after to talk to her and answer any questions, which was like really nice. Her dad set that up. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked her what he what she thought of the class, and she said she thought it sucked, <gasps> and what? that her high school drama class was doing way better exercises. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then she told her dad later what she said. And then this is what happened. She says, later on that night, my dad surprised me and told me how proud he was of what I had done. He said, I need you to always say what you're thinking because there's so much power in that. And that's always stuck with me, which is why saying shit without a filter is pretty much standard for me. So I guess we have Stassi's dad to thank for Stassi. Thank you, Mr. Stassi's dad. And also... I, there's definitely a time and place for a filter. I mean, also you can deliver. I, I mean, in a, in one sense, I'm glad he did because there's something to be said for not stifling a young woman's ideas. There's another Thank thing you. for um, um, politeness and, and critique and having the knowledge and awareness of what your your expertise is. So, yes. So now you know I'm going to have to pull a Lisa Linky Please. and say, is this book intersectional? Because it is a privilege oh, yeah. to be able to say whatever you're thinking, unfiltered in the moment, without fear of repercussion or, or threats against your safety. It doesn't get intersectional until the very end. Oh, wow. Um, and... Only because she's making some mea culpas where she learned how she wasn't intersectional. And that's truthfully the first time she gets vulnerable, really. Oh, okay. She talks a little bit about losing her virginity, but in a funny way, because she's it's a comedic book, right? Right. So no, it's not until the very end. Because already I'm going like, well, wait a second. Can I be a basic boss ass bitch? 
if I truly have to filter what I'm saying for my own safety because I'm a person of color no, or of can't. a different faith or not in yeah. that sense. But yeah. you can go into 7 Eleven and buy your Cool Ranch Doritos and fucking love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the bottom line she says, call people out if they deserve it, stand up for your basic beliefs, and never ever let them crush your basic boss, bitch boss spirit. So, no, it's not intersectional. Um, thank you. Uh, oh, and I, you look, you're reading my mind. Um, I say each chapter ends with a next level basic takeaway, which is essentially a paragraph or two summary of the entire chapter. For chapter one, she says, the next time you find yourself holding back and self-censoring because you're afraid of what someone might think, open your mouth and get your opinion out there. And I promise the confidence you get will help you take your basicness to the next level. I have two asterisks. I would like to note that she does not have a typical job. She also has several multiple revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also like to note that she's very privileged to, quote, call someone out. So you were right on my line of Thank things, Elise. Well, and also, when it's your job to make, the, you know, TV bites or, mo- like, it's your job to create That's drama. That's she is now. Yeah. It's going to be different if in the workplace you're just, like, calling out a coworker mm-hmm. in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Feels a little different. Also, I have to, I just have to say, I really do like Cool Ranch Doritos. Okay. Listen, everybody does because they have like 40 chemicals in them to make, to make you us like want them. them. Yeah. It works. Also, sometimes the chapters, like I said, have challenges or exercises. Mm-hmm. I did the quote, let's get real challenge. She asked readers to share a photo and mini essay on Twitter, Instagram about something that's basic AF that the readers love. Tag it hashtag next level basic challenge. And she says, let's see how many yas queens you rack up. So here's what I <laughs> tweeted. Do you want to read it? I oh, you did this? Tweet. I did it. Okay, Lisa Linky, who is at It's Linky, I-T-S-L-I-N-K-E on Insta and Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, says, basic AF alert. And I did put two little alarm emojis She in did. She said, I, I'm a Swifty. I absolutely love Taylor Swift's albums, and owning this has been a joy. It doesn't diminish the fact that I loved NWA when I was younger. I'm just realizing there wasn't a Taylor Swift for my formative years. At Stassi, hashtag next level basic challenge. Do you see <laughs> how many you. likes I got? Two. Yeah. <laughs> no replies. No Yas Queen. <laughs> Stassi. Here's one. Here's one. Yas Queen. Thank you. I know Stassi did not like a reply to it. And this book just came out in April, FYI. Oh, and it's a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Wow. So thanks. Okay. Stassi. Uh, chapter two Why Musical Theater is Cool AF. Yeah. In this chapter, she talks about how she loves theater and makes a reference to Game (laughs) of Thrones being in a, quote, horrible time period for women's rights. Uh, I put a little editorial. Wait, Game of Thrones is TV, not theater. I said, but it's, well, she talks about, yeah, you you get it. She's basic. Uh, But it's not a real, I said, uh, this is my least favorite when I say I don't watch Game of Thrones because it's too rapey. Yeah. And people say, well, that's how it was in that time. And I say, it's not a real time. Mm hmm. Where, where in Middle Earth? Yeah, there's um, also more horse decapitation than I'd I like for my taste. It's very yeah. horse injury, horse accident. Um, she and she wants to be Khaleesi. So here's the next level basic takeaway of chapter two. Basically, own your basicness. You never know where your basic tendencies will take you, so hiding them won't do anyone any good, especially not you. She said if she hadn't gotten involved with musical theater, maybe she would just be a math teacher in New Orleans and not have gone to L.A. and started working for Lisa Vanderpump. I like how being a math teacher in New Orleans is somehow considered less than she said she's being like, on a reality I mean, TV show. that would be show. great, but for me it wouldn't be. Chapter 3, Cult of Stasi. She talks—this chapter is just like if she had a cult, what it would be like. It's supposed to be a comedic chapter. 
Mm-hmm. I, that doesn't feel basic. Mm-hmm. Having a cult seems very advanced. It's dumb. Okay. She tries to bring it back with her giving homage to Lisa Vanderpump. Um, Here's a quote. She has always pushed us to be successful, and some very sound advice I received from her was to embrace what I loved or what I knew or what I was good at. I quickly realized that embracing who I was helped me connect to people, and then it brought me a podcast and now this book. Lisa definitely inspired me to be myself. Okay, now I'm also going to ask the question, if she weren't so beautiful, because she is beautiful. Only beautiful people work at Vanderpump's. Right, but do you think she'd have this level of success? I mean, look at Carrot Top. That was a big slam. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Wow. Just saw a But also Carrot Top, like, he, his whole thing is he was well. a comedian, right? You're right. And like, and so, he, so what I'm saying is like, comic. if there's someone who's not traditionally considered beautiful and is not blonde hair with aquamarine, aquamarine eyes and a slender frame and whatever those standards are, do you They're think the exception, them— exception, not the rule. But do you think them speaking their mind and being super fucking basic is going to be a thing that's going to get them success? Those people are the exception, not the rule. There's a lot of privilege going on here. I agree. Chapter four, obsessed. She lists <laughs> all of her obsessions God. growing up. She says Ouija boards, although she admits she doesn't know how to say it, but she's obsessed with it and really respects it. That's what she said. Okay, you can look it up. There is a feature on Google that will pronounce the word for you. Here's an old school dictionary. Do you think she's like, Ouija? She's like, is it Ouija? Ouija? Yeah, she's whatever. Okay, thank she you. She does love M. Night uh, Shyamalan's, Shyamalan Ding Dong's movies. I can't. And then she had to make a dating profile and was like, fuck it, I'm going to be real. So I'm going to list out for you Stacey's likes on her dating profile. Okay. Ghosts. Musicals. Murder. Cemeteries. The color sky blue. Gold anything. Sparkly. <laughs> Shoes. Oh, no, sorry. Gold. Anything sparkly. Shoes. Serial killers. Day drinking. Brunch. Shopping. Ranch dressing. Did I say ghosts? Aliens. Hot sauce. Online shopping. Dogs. Game of Thrones. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson movies. <laughs> Sorry. Shoes, again, haunted houses. Misty's face is frozen in perpetuity <laughs> like she has just seen Medusa and also is I, laughing. Is anyone else judging her as harshly as I am right now? Well, I'm having all sorts it. of like, embrace it. someone's like, I love day drinking and brunch and shows. I'm like, okay. Would you like to hear what happened? Yeah. She says, I don't know anyone who has gotten that many likes and messages. Every single person. It's her pictures. Thank you. It's not. Everyone who wrote back was like, this is the most authentic dating profile I've ever seen. Marry me. Here's an authentic dating profile. Okay. Hi, I'm terrified of being alone and I'm looking for someone to settle with because we all have baggage, but we all just want to find someone else's baggage that doesn't make our arms super tired when it's heavy. So if you can deal with an emotionally volatile but self-aware woman who like to laugh but will also snap on a dime slide into my DMs. <laughs> That's all Copyright. And hashtag camping sucks. I'm not going to get any likes. I'm not going to get any fucking likes. This is what it's like to be single. Everyone, I'm okay. I'm not sweating. You're sweating. I'm sweating from laughing too I'm hard. Like, Do you see how red my face yes, is? Yes. The sweat that's happening are just my uh, eyes refuse to cry, so my body is shedding tears. <laughs> I love you so much. That was amazing. <laughs> Sav, we have a new outro. Um, <laughs> I got to giggle. Go help yourself. <laughs> 
She says, I eventually deleted the account because I only signed up because I had to for Vanderpump and the responses were pretty overwhelming. And I was so overwhelmed uh-huh. with all the beautiful dick pics that I just had to delete it because it maxed out the, the storage quota on my phone. She says, I mean, I wanted to meet people with equally twisted interests, but online- Twisted? Doesn't, but, I can't. But it's on, basic. But online, you never know if someone likes murder in a cheeky way or if they're actually a serial killer. After the online dating experience, I realized that everyone is just a weird-ass obsessive like me, but usually they're just hiding their weirdness. That's sad to me. I want to know your quirks and basic AF tendencies because they're interesting, so why pretend? And then I wrote... Ugh. Thank you. Lisa wrote UGH, period. Here's her next level basic takeaway. For I can't obsessed. hold on. I just, real quick, yes. like, at first I was like, cool, yeah, embrace who you are and it's okay. If you're a basic bitch and you're like, listen, I fucking love Mary Kate and Ashley movies and a pumpkin spice latte, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. That's Those are pleasurable things. Are and now, thing. now she's taking me on a roller coaster where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to listen to this book. woman. That's this book. I, I was thinking about what you're going to ask me, which is like, what did she get right? What did she get wrong? And like, she she tries so hard to stick the landing and and so here's what the the she wobbles through her her bar or her beam routine right she almost falls she'll do a cool <clears> trick <throat> but almost falls and then she somehow like kind of sticks the landing because here's her next level basic takeaway okay instead of repressing my love of horror and murder I embrace the hell out of it and basically let it become a person a personality calling card I make it easy for people to get Give me gifts. Give me serial killer themed shot glasses or a scary clown doll and I'm happy. I make it easy for people to give me gifts. (laughs) And it gives me something to get excited about year round. So if you have that weird quirk that your friends don't understand, don't hide it. Make it your thing. So the the lesson is— Which I love, but also millions of women and people love true crime and murder, right? That's why My Favorite Murder is so popular. That's why, like, Lifetime or Oxygen are just all murder shows. It's basic. Yeah. Yeah. But so— Underneath it is this thing of like, don't don't devalue or don't down talk the thing that is is basic about you. Yeah, I think what I'm having cognitive trouble with is yeah. her going, embrace your weird quirks. But she's talking about brunch <laughs> and murder. These are not weird quirks. These are basic bitch I think preferences. She just hangs out with beautiful people who tell her she's weird all the time. Oh, my God, you're so beautiful. It's unusual and weird. No, because, like, they are too afraid of being looked at weird. Yeah. So So even her being like— They're like, you're weird. They're afraid—she's in a reality TV. So anytime she speaks her true self, I think everyone else is afraid of how they come off. I've just also been rewatching The Comeback. And so I think everyone around her is Valerie Cherish. With Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, and she's just not afraid to be herself. Okay. P.S. my— my real life nightmare is that I'm Valerie Cherish and nobody will tell me. Okay, great. Section two, committed AF. Um, chapter five, basic breakups. She talks about her breakups being on reality TV and gives tips for how to move on from a breakup. One, allow yourself to freaking feel it. And each of these have like more details. Agree. Two, hire a breakup nanny, which was my favorite. What is a breakup nanny? Her best friend came over and basically she's like I laid on the couch and cried so much until I gave myself a bloodshot eye like I burst a, a, yeah. a vessel in my relate eye. hardcore relate and she's like but my best friend or my friend from wherever came in she fed me she like made me get in the mm. shower she paid all my bills mm-hmm. she did my grocery shopping she mm. did my laundry like she had a breakup nanny so that you can just fall apart and feel that that's I love that idea that was really great I really love that idea she says get out of town get basic AF Drunk, in parentheses, retail therapy, and buy yourself a breakup present. 
her next level basic takeaway. I mean, but also don't damage your savings and all that you've worked really hard for. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you have to do to feel your feelings as long as you're not hurting anyone and move on. I said, mm-hmm. wowee, that is deep. But I did like hire a breakup now. I love that. I, mean, I, I think most most people have friends who will do that. For a time. Yes. Like if I was like, hey, can you spend the weekend with me doing that? That's fine. But I, I don't know that I personally would feel comfortable or that people have the bandwidth to do that in my life Yeah, for more than a few days. And hers, I think, were happening on the show. So they had cameras like coming over. Right. So that's their job yeah. to okay yeah. so she was like a friend was like I'm coming over to take yeah, care of you yeah cause I feel like if I called you and I was like I can't get out of bed can you please come over and like oh sorry oh okay I have to listen to my favorite murder okay um hey Sav what are you doing next weekend <laughs> chapter 6 next level deal breakers Mm-hmm. She okay. says she's learned that everyone has deal breakers. Hold oh. on. What next level are we trying to get to? Did she talk about the base level and then the next level? We're just trying to become next level basic. Yeah. Take so our like basicness it, to the next level. Right. So Like she did. We're trying so to get just, we're trying So to be she means embrace it. Yeah. Like own it. Yeah. Okay. Like own it. Like own your bicycles because like, I mean, I will okay. deserve it. Everyone has deal breakers, Shocker. And sometimes they can be basic AF. She lists hers, which these are a few. Tribal tattoos. Oh, yeah. Dub smashers. What's a dub smasher? You remember that old app where you could like, you would. You, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh. A song would play and or you could like lip sync to mm-hmm. it. Right. People who say, can I pick your brain? And people who don't charge their phones, obviously. Um, here's the next level basic takeaway. What I've learned from having deal breakers is that it helps you to get focused, not just on what you really do want out of a relationship, but what you don't want. It helps you to have standards no matter how basic they may be. So see how she like wobbles the fuck through her beam routine and yeah. then semi sticks the landing. But that's also like such a basic statement. Yeah, but also not wrong. It's not wrong. Um, Does it deserve said, to be in I a said, book and become so it's a bestseller? Weird how she goes goes all over the place and then somehow sort of sticks the landing, and then she does a five page rant with graphs about people who don't charge their phones. Chapter okay. seven with like, graphs. <laughs> chapter seven, like a virgin. She ends this chapter with next level basic sex tips, including vajazzling and carrying an extra pair of sexy panties around in case you hook up, and then semi sticks the landing on her basic takeaway by saying that confidence. Not trying to be perfect is the key to great sex. Okay. We're going to need to circle back to vajazzling. I just need to know, is that actually putting sparkly things down there? It is. It's kind of really old, actually. It's very basic. Chapter 8, Witches of WeHo. This is her chapter of friendships. Okay, my brain is short-circuiting, but I will let us move on. She gives a guide to all kinds of friends that you can have. The frenemy, the travel friend, the childhood BFF, et cetera, with like descriptions of each, and there's many more. And she ends it with a next-level basic takeaway saying that the female friendships in her life have been more important than any romantic relationship. Thank you. I don't think there's a next-level basic takeaway on that one, or it was so basic I didn't include it. Great. Chapter nine, get yours. Okay. Here is a quote from the book. Guess what, y'all? It's the 21st century, which means that no woman should have to sit there sipping her drink as she waits for a guy to come and pick up her fucking handkerchief. I mean, I also love for men to make the first move because everyone wants to be chased a bit and then feel like the chick in the notebook. But there is, hold it, there is no shame in being the one to make a move first. I just really believe that if you see something you want, you should act on it instead of being passive. Plus, I just feel like women are just inherently more skillful at making the first move. Missy's head is exploding. Men often have a way of seeming douchey or cheesy when they try to pick someone up, but it's much more effortless for us. Sometimes it just takes a little work to get the confidence to actually do it. 
Women have been conditioned to be the ones who accept something or give something up when it comes to sex and dating. We accept an invitation to date, and if we're sexual, then we're giving something up. What the F is that? Why do we have to be passive? And I said, so Stassi isn't 100% feminist. Um, And she says some fucked up shit on Vanderpump and also on her um, podcast. Okay. But in the book, she talks about how once she asked a guy to do a shot who was messaging her on Facebook when she found him out and about in a bar. Uh And he turned her down because he was on a date with another girl. And she was like, but you know what I learned? Like, the world didn't end. And it's easier. It gets easier as you try it. Well, yeah. And I do agree if you see something you want. Like, what? why not go up to someone and say, hey. But you are right. Your face reacted with the problematic nature of all the things that she's saying. Her, I think her intention is in the right place to say that, like, women are equal. But then she goes back on herself by saying all these things that women are better than men at this and men are better than women at this. Right, and like, right, right. She's, she needs a feminism but the one take, the, Totally. But the one takeaway is like, yeah, if you're if you're making eyes at someone out in public and not? they're not making a move, why not walk over and say like, hi, would you like to have a beer with me? Why That's not? Right. She says, but when it comes to 100% guaranteed tactics, I have no fucking idea. It's not about having a certain line or making the perfect move. You have to be in a place in your life when you don't care about maybe possibly being embarrassed for five seconds. You have to be willing to say, I would regret this if I didn't do it. I mean, why do you have to sit around and wait for dudes to come up to you? How stupid is that? When it comes to tactics, I just pretend I'm the most confident person ever. I play pretend and it has worked out for me thus far. Uh, and I know you can at least pretend to be confident AF. So next time you're out and you see someone you like, just fake if you have to walk up to them as if you're the love child of Beyonce, Giselle Bunchen, and Scarlett Johansson. If it doesn't work, I swear you'll live to try it on the next guy. So again, semi-sticks the landing. It's all about confidence. And her- I do like the sentiment of like, you'll live. Yeah. And, and men traditionally have to deal with rejection all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like women don't have to deal with rejection. No, they do, but but they are taught like make the move, make the move. Like statistically speaking, yeah. Um, Her takeaway is that each time she makes the first move, she gains more confidence. Okay, we're on to section three. Hot AF. Thank you. Chapter ten. Style confessions. (laughs) Here is where she said the most relatable thing in the whole book. Okay. She says, it still weirds me out that people look to me for style advice. I mean, every single day I pace around my apartment sweating my ass off, feeling like I'm disgusting and that I have nothing to wear. Parentheses. I live in LA and don't have central AC. And I was like, am I Stasi? Yeah. I also don't have central AC. Uh-huh. I feel like a pile of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So here are her next level basic style tips. I'll list uh, four and describe one in detail. Okay. Know your body. Mm-hmm. Get inspired. Get comfy and get a uniform. Yeah. Here's get a uniform. Yes. In a way, finding your personal style means having a uniform. We can't all just walk around every day in new and different outfits. We're not Kim Kardashian. Thank you. So find a uniform you love and then tweak it. During the fall, I love tight, skinny boots with a skirt and oversized sweater. I take that formula and find them in different fabrics and styles and colors, and I mix and match. I found what works and what makes me feel comfortable. During the summer, you can't get me out of those amazing one-teaspoon brand denim shorts. They're oversized so they don't pinch your back fat. And they fall just so, so they make you look like they're just swallowing you up and you're so tiny. Then Uh, I pair them with an airy button-down and kitten heel. This look isn't skanky because the heels are two to three inches. Then I tweak it with different purses and accessories. So I'm just shifting the uniform. Okay, there's so there's so many problematic things in that, like valuing thinness, like it won't pinch your back fat. Like this is 
Okay, so let's focus on the good for a second, which is she's just talking about a capsule wardrobe. Yeah. And let me tell you why I like capsule wardrobes. Yeah. They do. So a capsule wardrobe, for those of you who don't know, is you have a set number of like tops and bottoms and shoes and accessories that all sort of are interchangeable. It's like right? animals. Yeah. So if you've got five shirts and five bottoms, you should be able to make 25 outfits with that, right? Or That's- you can pull a Mark Zuckerberg. Or on other people, two yes. jobs and wear yes. the same top and, I and have, bottom. I have a couple friends who, yeah, who who wear the same like black shirt, black jeans, sneakers every single day, which is helpful. But it's cool because not only does it take the guesswork out for you, it can save money if you're buying classic pieces that don't go off trend. Because um, if you're buying trendy things, they're out of fashion, right? And the other thing is it helps you not contribute to fast fashion because you feel like you don't you don't need have to, to buy the trendy thing because you've got a classic blazer. You've got a classic pair right. of jeans. Um, and it's fast fashion is terrible for the environment. And for people. Thank you. Here's the next level basic takeaway for style confessions. Some people might think that fashion and style are frivolous things that matters less than, say, winning a Nobel Peace Prize. But even Nobel winners need to pick an outfit for the ceremony. I can't. No. I can't. Style is about showing no. the world who you are inside. And my style trajectory started way back in Catholic school as a form of rebelling. Making mistakes is nothing to be ashamed of. Parentheses. My goth and preppy phases help me figure out what I definitely don't want to wear. And parentheses. And it's part of the process of becoming your own next level basic best self. So get out there and try black lipstick or sparkly platforms and see if they reflect who you are inside. Yes. If not, move on to the next look until you land on your signature. Yeah, sure. If you can afford all of these things, this book is just dripping with privilege. Chapter 11. Thank you. Who wore it worst? <sighs> Quote. So here's a deep philosophical question for you. Mm. How can there truly be such a thing as fashion faux pas when style is about self-expression and the only person's opinion that matters is yours? Yes, I agree. I think about this way more than I should. I do love a good fashion evolution, but I admit that I also second-guess my outfits all the time. I do not have it down yet. Sometimes I will put something on and leave the house feeling great, and then a few hours later I catch a glimpse of myself in a window reflection or at an appointment and think, what the fuck am I doing sitting here in this outfit? Yeah, that's me every goddamn day. I look like a freaking white walker. But you live and learn. She says that she hates those articles that are, quote, five articles every woman should have in her closet, like those things in magazines. Like how to be Parisian wherever you are. Yep. She says because we all have different tastes, bodies, and ideas about what makes us look good and feel amazing. Quote, every woman should make her own list of five things that make her life easier and fit her own style, but it definitely doesn't have to be based on what a magazine says. Yeah. Right? I she toys agree. with my emotions in this I book. literally am like up and down and hot coaster. and cold. Dossie. Then she talks about offensive fashion, Crocs, super long sleeves, crazy nail art, and Wait, all of okay, other so hates. she literally just went from saying it, there can't be a fashion faux pas because it's an expression of yourself, and then she's like, unless it's Crocs. Are you ready for your next whiplash? Yeah. The next level basic takeaway, though she thinks juicy sweats and Crocs are morally offensive, you can wear them if they make you feel great. Oh, thanks for the permission. Yep. Chapter 12, how to look hot on I social. Am, I'm triggered. I'm feeling triggered. Hi. Here's a quote. No one has ever taken a photo and said, I hope I look ugly in it. You know what? We're going to take one today <laughs> oh, where we try to look My as ugly as possible. My friends and I make possible. ugly faces all the time. Well, and also Megan Amram on yeah. Twitter, her profile photo has been like the scariest thing for a long time. We should just accept this fundamental human desire that people want to look good, right? Yes, because it's about not being abandoned by your tribe. Thank <laughs> you. It all goes back to that basic principle. Yeah, basic bitch. I'm comfortable making 
funny faces and photos. Because your humor is what we love so much about you. All right. Where I already think that I'm satirizing people's desire to look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, which is humor. There you go. Thank you. Where it becomes a problem, <laughs> she says, IMHO, which for my mother is in my honest opinion, is when it's nothing but a facade and you're abusing the Facetune app and your body is miraculously taller and skinnier than it is IRL, which is in real life. I love a pretty filter, but when we make other, what we make, other people feel less than by putting out a fake AF version of ourselves, it's not cool. We're all morphing into each other with big lips and big butts and big boobs and a teeny tiny waist, like a cartoon. I say embrace what makes you unique and then find out how to be hot as that person instead of trying to look like what you think others want. (laughs) Basically, the hottest version of yourself. We all want to look hot on social 24-7, but despite what the filters say, we're human and sometimes we're going to look not so hot. When I have psoriasis breakouts or zits, I sometimes make it a point to post photos without makeup because it's real. This Uh, face is amazing. I, it's, I... I'm getting dizzy and motion sick from it's a the lot of whiplash. whiplash. Because also, I'm trying to unpack why I can't disagree with her about like just try to be the best version of yourself. But also, there's something problematic and like just try to be the hottest version of yourself. It's like still play into the beauty standards. Don't really question them, but Listen, be realistic about it. This book is very on brand for her. I wow. I mean, but people are going to read this book and be like, are they? I need. I think to... they're only going to buy it if they know her and love her. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. It's fine for for people fans. who. Yes. But fans. If you're like 18 and you're like, oh, my God, I need to like impressionable minds. Yeah, but I'm did, worried we, about them. We bought teen magazines and read the stupid shit fake quotes that were in there, too. Oh, yeah. And it fucked me up. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, do we need more of this out there? Did this? I'm going to ask you a question before we get to the end. Did this book need to be written? That's a new question in the arsenal. Um, we should ask this at the end from now on. Did this fucking book need to be written? You're not going to like that question because I'm going to say the answer is no to every single book. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Here's the next level basic takeaway. Are you ready for the whiplash? Remember, all celeb photos are airbrushed and professionally styled, so don't believe everything you see online. Uh. I agree. But do I find your best but do find your best angle and enjoy a filter and great lighting. Yes, but don't <laughs> contribute. Don't contribute yep. to She's like, it's all fake. So like don't be fake because it's not real, but like if you find, find great angle. lighting, like put she it basically up. was like, take a thousand photos to find your best angle. Okay, great. I can't. Chapter 13, basic beauty. She loved Joan Rivers because she said the ticket to judging others is being able to judge yourself. And Joan was the queen of that. Wait, so you need a ticket to judge others? <laughs> you don't. How about we don't judge others? No, She says, no one is ashamed of coloring their hair. So let's stop being dishonest skanks and fess up so people aren't looking at you thinking, why didn't I come out of the womb looking like that? WTF is wrong with me. That's just not cool. Okay, so everyone is going to be like, I just got Botox and that's why I look so young. Well, part of, I, I also like that because when my best friend Sarah and I are watching TV, I'll look at her and I'll go, are those boobs fake? And she'll look at me and she'll go, why are you the dumbest person I've ever met? Or I'll go, is that her real hair? And she'll be like, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> or I'll be like, is that, like, has she had work done? And she'll be like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. She gets so mad at me because I do assume that that's what people look like. Well, it, what we see on TV is not 
like also if you're not, not the real world, seeing, I'll be like, is that? And she'll be like, I can see her weave sewn in. Well, it's it's hard in Los Angeles because everybody, like, I think maybe if we were in like rural Arkansas, we might maybe I don't know, but like, would we see less of it that than in was judgmental? It was, but I'm saying statistically speaking, we are in an entertainment town you're where right. everyone's trying to look great on camera. Well, why do you assume that people in rural Arkansas don't have fake boobs? Listen, if you're in rural Arkansas and you have fake boobs, write into us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so here she says, the truth is that everyone in Hollywood is at a little or a lot of work done. That's not true. Not everyone. No. We're in Hollywood. We haven't had a little or a lot of work done. Thank you. Done. No, I just, I just got my lips <laughs> done and this is how I talk now. Making everyone sitting at home watching them wish they could look like that perfect um so just know that everyone that, that there is nothing wrong with you you just don't have the same doctors as them that is very freeing i remember yes. shonda talking about how she spent hours trying to make her hair look like whitney's yes and then finally the woman was like oh you just didn't have that wig yeah, her hairstylist was like oh she's wearing a wig you just don't have that you i can order that wig for you yeah and she was like i could never have that hair because it was a wig it was never real to begin that's with. right yeah so she talks about getting work done, having a bad, like, hair and makeup person, and give some next-level basic beauty basics. Okay. Get a tan. If you have pale skin like me, try to look tan, because when you look tan, you look more toned. That's just straight-up science, my friends. Or don't try to fit in with some beauty ideal. Free yourself from the risk of skin cancer and embrace who you are authentically are, says the palest woman I've ever met in my own body, sitting across STEM? from Lisa Linky. What about STEM? That's just straight-up science, she says. What science? That if you look tan, you look more toned. That's not science. Okay. That's not – quote the research study, Stassi. She, um, here's something else, beauty basic. Lube up your face. Keep it moisturized. Okay. Diet Wait, with Louboutins? You just Thank put you. them on? No. Um, diet and exercise, yawn. She says, this will sound awful, but when I want to lose weight, I just eat one meal a day and delete all carbs. Misty's face is amazing. She says, I'll have a, quote, healthy salad, but cover it in tons of ranch and hot sauce. So I am not here to give health advice. Okay, she should have said, I'm not here to give health advice at the beginning. And also, don't just eat one meal a day. I mean, I know there's all these studies on intermittent fasting, but what the fuck? She says, this is, I said, this is why non-experts shouldn't write books. Thank you. So did this book need to be written? No. No. She says, sweat it out. She talks about Shape House, not exercise. And Shape House is a place here in LA where you basically lay in a heated burrito blanket and sweat out. And dehydrate yourself? Mm -hmm. But that's not actually losing weight. That's just losing water. Yep. She talks, freeze your ass off. She talks about cryotherapy, extension basics. She has extensions, lash queen. I have lashes. And she's mm -hmm. she gives some shout outs to products in her makeup bag. Here's the next level basic takeaway. Misty's face is amazing. The moral of the story is do what makes you feel good. So whether that means a chin implant or going on natural and letting yourself age gracefully, in which case, good for you. There is no oh, that's wrong so answer. condescending. Unless you're doing something not because you want to do it, but because society is telling you to do it. And I said, but how do you know society is telling you to do it, Stassi, when you are completely airbrushed on your cover of your book? And you're also telling us to do it. Uh-huh. Chapter 14, what's in my bag uncensored? She tells you what's in her bag and what's oh, good. in the basic Oh, good. I was dying bag. to know. I didn't want to say anything. Right. And the takeaway is actually an exercise because there is no takeaway uh, of this chapter. Okay. She wants you to post a pic of what's in your bag with hashtag, but the hashtag was edited to have a hyphen in it in the book. What? So, like, the hashtag was too long, and instead of doing a hard return to make it fit on a line, the yeah. editor's hyphened. So, <laughs> the what? The hashtag is um, 
like hashtag what's next level basic, what's in my bag or something like what's in my bag challenge. But in the book, I even tried to make the print smaller to see and the hyphen still stayed. Like, so the editor fucked up. Okay. Because, you know, when you put punctuation in a hashtag, it won't carry. Yeah. So some people are going to. Well, and also when you say what's in my bag, it's W-H-A-T-S. You can't use the apostrophe, right? Exactly. Section four, eat, drink, and be enlightened AF. Chapter 15, cocktail hour, parentheses. So it's cocktail hours. Okay. This chapter is all about drinking, what to drink when, how she always has jobs that let her drink on the job. They give the recipe for the drink they drink at work, which is called the Crimax, but so it looks like they're drinking water. Um, it's when they want to sneak drinks at work. I No. It's really healthy. No. no. And the next level basics, the takeaways are like not throwing up in limos and basically. Unsubscribe. <laughs> delete. Um, chapter 16, A Foodie's Nightmare. This is her tight five on food. Uh, she <laughs> likes to eat trash but owns it. Who doesn't love ranch dressing, cool ranch Doritos, and mac and cheese from a box? I swear I just eat junk food and then I look like this because mm-hmm. I go to cryotherapy and I have my butt fat sucked out and put into my face. Thank you. Next level basic takeaway. We are all foodies, so don't let anyone make you feel less than because you would rather dine on shake and bake potatoes than truffle, celery, root puree with gold-flecked sea salt sprinkled on top. Own your basic food choices. Yeah. Chapter 17, what's your sign? She's also the most basic about astrology. She says, I also use my zodiac sign as an excuse for being a homebody because that's also, quote, written in the stars. For cancers, our homes are our sanctuaries. We like to feel safe and comfortable. So every time my boyfriend, Bo, is like, let's stay out longer, I'm like, no, I'm a cancer. We're going home. He can't argue with that. So here's a pro tip. Using using the traits of your Zodiac sign is a pretty convenient way to get people to do what you want. Lisa, ask me to do something outrageous. Um, Misty, stick your finger up your nose. Uh, Lisa, I'm a Sagittarius. I can't. But why? I'm a Sagittarius. You can't argue with it. Yeah, but like what's the trait of a Sagittarius? If you don't know, I'm not talking about it. Cool. Next little basic takeaway. Astrology does the same thing that religion does for some people. It makes you feel like there is some sort of destiny and we're not just here on earth walking around with no purpose. Mm-hmm. Listen, I am quick to admit every morning I'm like, Alexa, what's the horoscope for Sagittarius? Everybody's Alexa just went off. Penelope, what's the horoscope for Sagittarius? <laughs> Chapter 18, hashtag namaste. She says, we're living in the age of goop. So getting your vagina steam cleaned and eating clay. Goop, goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's company. Oh, yeah. My mom didn't know. Yeah. And eating clay or getting blood facials is pretty standard in some circles. Blood facials? It's called the vampire facial. They take your blood and extract like the um, platelets. Uh, something. And then inject it back into your face. Oh, my God. But what some of you may realize wait, by now. Wait, wait, Couldn't you just pinch your face to make more blood flow circulate there? That's, Could you lightly that's different smack entirely. your face? Why don't you smack? You just keep slapping your face. But what you may have realized by now, since I consider box mac and cheese a food group, is that by nature, I am not a wellness type person. My idea of wellness is a 90-day fiancé marathon with me lounging on my couch. As long as you have enough spray tan and bronzer, you can cover up any nutrition deficiency. Thank <laughs> you. She talks about different types of wellness, like colonics, Korean spas, energy readings, etc. The next level basic takeaway, enlightenment doesn't have to be torture, like a 30-day fast where you deprive yourself of all joy and attempt to find nirvana or whatever. Or whatever. Yep. Chapter 19, Basic Mistakes. Okay, this is the first chapter where I feel like there's any ounce of vulnerability, and it's the last one. And it's 19 chapters in. Uh-huh. She's okay. like, we all do dumb stuff, and she outs herself for when she screwed up on her podcast. And she does a pretty good job owning up to it. So I'm going to read 
these things because it's the first mention of um, intersectionality. Well, how did and she this screw up it. on her podcast? I'll tell you. Okay. She says, the first time I truly felt like I hurt people was pretty far into Vanderpump. That's amazing to me, first wow. of all. I was talking about the Academy Awards on my podcast, and I brought up the fact that everyone's speech had to do with politics or Black Lives Matter or gender issues. And I remember being like, why is everything so political? I said that when I watch the Oscars, I want to forget about all those problems and not have to watch actors make speeches about them. After the podcast, I realized that my comments made so many people feel underappreciated and unheard. I apologized and admitted that I was ignorant, so I read listeners' emails and tried to educate myself about the issues and how people felt. I was ignorant because I'm a privileged white girl who grew up without much adversity, so who the F am I to make a comment about anything? I have no idea what it's like for someone else who faces adversity. The whole thing made me realize that for better or worse, what I say has an effect. It's hard to recognize that when you're just on a reality show because you think, who am I? I'm not a role model. I do shots and fight with people on my cam on camera as a job. But at that moment, I realized my opinion did affect people, and it was scary more than anything else. But it also made me realize that I am super ignorant about so many things and unaware, and it has motivated me to want to sit and listen and learn from what everyone's different opinions are and to be careful about how I say something. I'll always be opinionated, but I don't want to be that person who's like, whatever, I tell it like it is, so deal with it. There's a level of respect that everyone deserves, so I don't have the right to say whatever I want. That was a hard pill to swallow. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. My next mistake was in 2017 when the Me Too, hashtag Me Too movement came out. Oh, God. I did an hour-long podcast episode where I was challenging things that were being said because it felt like anyone could come out and tweet that someone did something to them, and immediately that person would be fired without anything going to the court system. I wanted to start a dialogue about that, and looking back, I did it in the wrong way. It sounded like I was shaming victims, which makes me incredibly sad because that's so sacred and personal, and I would never want anyone to think that I was shaming them. I was saying that there Except should be a, that you're like you all should the time. just say unfiltered what you want all the time. Right. I was saying that there should be a system in place and to be honest I still struggle with it. I am a feminist and I love strong women and I was trying to work out my own thoughts about the issues and I happened to do it very publicly and maybe not in the most enlightened way. Within 2 hours of that podcast being live, 75% of my sponsors fired me. <gasps> I learned wow. that I learned that unless I have researched the subject and learned as much as I can about it, I probably shouldn't say anything at all. That doesn't mean you can't be outspoken, but it does mean you shouldn't just go off on issues without educating yourself from all sides. So I wonder how much she did that in this book before she wrote the sections in this book. I or let's be real, um, had someone ghostwrite the sections in the book. Thank you. Well, she has her degree in English writing, remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen the steely daggers that came out of Misty's eyes as she said that. Um, then she talks about how she lost all of her sponsors, <gasps> the remaining 25%, because, first of all, she monograms everything and wore a jacket with a huge monogram while touring Europe. What's her monogram? I don't know. SS. Oh my God. And her necklace and her keychain. Because so, it's Stasi Schroeder. Schroeder. So finally, when she realized what the correlation was, she and her friends joked about her being, quote, Nazi chic, right? But then she They posted, joked about being Nazi chic. In between, because they were like, you're so dumb, right? Oh my God. But then she posted a, a, posted a hashtag OOTD, which is outfit of the day. Yes. With the caption, quote, Nazi Naz chic. And she lost the rest of her sponsors. What? What? That does. That is not. That doesn't take a high level of enlightenment. She said, 
I have never cried so hard. I cried so hard that my nose exploded with blood and it looked like I had murdered someone in my bedroom, which we know she loved. Good. I know now that the things I said and wrote were and are so insensitive. And after the nose exploding in blood incident, I learned to listen to other people because that's the only way I can be better as a true next level basic bitch. What's upsetting me about this and good for her for trying these mea culpas and like retroactively saying I see this. It sounds like she's only sorry when she loses her sponsors. And I wrote, and then comes the best part of the book, this one paragraph, which actually justifies it being sold in self-help, which is amazing because I did not know you were going to ask that question. Oh, my God. She says, the wrong way to deal with basic mistakes is to try and justify them or get defensive because you're cutting yourself off from trying to see the other side. I can't deny that I said and did things I regret. I need to acknowledge what I did because people who got hurt are owed that. But what I can do is just promise to try to be better. Really, the true key to embracing your fuck-ups is alcohol. Just kidding. It takes every ounce of humility, whether it happens publicly or not, to acknowledge that you're wrong. But for the sake of being a decent human being, embracing it is the only thing you can do. You deal with the cold sweats and sleep in the bed you made and deal with it. The next level basic takeaway is be willing to admit mistakes, take responsibility, and learn so you don't keep acting like a jerk. And that is next level basic. Lisa, what did this author get right? Um, Very little. Uh-huh. Um, she got right about being her authentic self in this book. Okay. It's an extension of herself. I don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but I fully believe that I've this is. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's not great. I think I saw, um, like, an intro once, and I changed the channel. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, uh, she got the basic concept of embrace who you are and love it instead of trying to change yourself into what you think everybody needs you to be. Thank you. And what did she get wrong about 240 pages. Um, and how many pages is the book? 240. Um, no, I mean, just that meandering, like, it's it's a, it's a, it's sold in self-help, but it's basically like a comedic take on her ideas. And it's stretched into be a book. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And the whiplash yeah. is bananas. Yeah. Do you feel like somebody could get better value out of this book from just reading the paragraph takeaways at the end of the chapter? Or just not reading the book. Thank you. Thank you. Who is this perfect for? Fans of Vanderpump Rules. Who is this terrible for? Um, Young people. Okay. uh, Who are honestly trying to embark on self-help. Yeah. Um, uh, People who have body issues. Okay. It's very fat shaming, even though she claims to not be. Um, I mean, her self-awareness, it like toggles on and off. It's hard to tell when she's being authentic because the yeah. whole premise of this book is I am authentic and this is what I really feel. Yeah. But then it's okay for you to do you. And it's really, it, yeah. it's a it's a comedic book, but it's it's sold as self-help. So it's, it's inauthentic in its authenticity. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or it's authentic in its inauthenticity. I don't know which one it is, but it's bots or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was a New York Times bestseller. Is it still? It probably still is. Who cares? Who can care? Lisa, was there anything that you put into practice from this book? I did that um, next. I did that next level basic challenge and tweeted about my love for Taylor Swift. That's right, and you got two, two likes. likes. You know what? Here's another one you know because you, I like her. I know. We, we her found music. That out. Let's be real. I like her. Yeah. Because all the way to the Long Beach Comic Con all it. those months ago, yeah. we listened to her new album. That's right. You, me, and Sarah. Yes. Um, what is my homework from this fucking book? I'm tempted to make you do the What's in My Bag challenge, but um, I'm just going to ask you to um, find out what your most, like, what are you basic about? It could be one thing or multiple things. Okay. That's it. Okay, I'll report back. Thank you. And everyone, 
I want to know what you're basic about yeah. and what you thought of this book because I I want to know if you think my reactions are way off base or if you're like, no, here's what I love about her, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Let us know. Go and if you're Stassi, podcast at gmail.com. Stassi, why didn't you like my tweet? Stassi, come on the podcast. We need to talk to you. I'm sorry. Can we pick your brain? <laughs> I won't. And with that, life, life is, is abundant. abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.